Voices of the Elephant is proudly sponsored by SiteGround.com, a leader in website hosting and a terrific partner for all your website projects. Their top-notch technologies will make your websites fast and secure. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. I'm your host, Wasim Karate, and today my special guest is Dana Luther. Say hi to everybody, Dana. Hi, everybody. So, Dana, tell us uh, where are you currently working and uh, any exciting projects you're doing? All right. Well, currently I am working for Envisage International. Um, we are uh, specializing in international education, study abroad, study in the U.S., and insurance for people going abroad. So uh, obviously, it's been a very crazy time with the pandemic in that regard. Um, but right now, our big projects are really getting ready for PHP 8 conversion. We've been working towards that for quite a while. Mm. And with 8.1 okay. right around the nice. corner, we really can't wait any longer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> how is it going? Is it a tough time or is it? No, it, it's how, been good. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, child classes. So going through and trying to apply yeah. strong typing to things as we go and really clean yeah. things up and take advantage uh, of new features okay. without breaking mm. any inheritance has been a challenge just because we have oh. such an extensive code base. So try to break it down into to logical chunks and go one piece at a time has been uh, an exciting project. <laughs> Okay, so you are going to have to be speaking at Longhorn PHP in October 2021 soon, and you have two talks. Uh, the first talk is Keep It Secret, Keep It Safe, Docker Secrets, and DI. So could you tell us about this talk? Sure. So in this talk, we're going to be talking about um, dependency injection, which you know many new developers may not be very familiar with yet, but it's a great way to yeah. um, pass uh, secure information through configuration to a parent class, uh, and it's very useful in so many ways. And, and particularly in this talk, we're going to look at how we can use Docker secrets inside of our stack to provide the data that is going to be passed through to that so that it's never actually exposed in our Docker container. It can't get saved. It can't get shared anywhere else. It's only ever visible at the time that the secret is created. Um, and it can also be swapped mm. out dynamically on the fly so if, say, you know, your, your Google search API key needs to be changed, you don't have to push a whole code base update to do so. You can mm -hmm. just run the Docker secret command and update that information across your stack appropriately. And if you want to know more, you have to actually come to Longhorn PHP and listen to the whole talk <laughs> and ask me questions there. <laughs> I would love to, but unfortunately, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much understand. <laughs> <laughs> so far in your Docker journey, are you confident about uh, Docker for the years to come? Or where does it stand from your I, experience? Yeah, I am very confident in, in it at this point. Um, I mean, I think it's here for the long haul. It's going to be around. Um, how much 
that involvement includes, you know, the ability for the web community to get involved with it kind of depends on our community. You know, if people buy into this concept that orchestrators need to be super convoluted and, and so many people move to Kubernetes and all these just incredibly more complex systems, um, then it kind of limits how much interest there is in progressing Docker. But I think Docker will be around for a long time. It's an incredibly powerful tool. Uh, and if you don't need the extra complexity, then it's the right tool for you. During all these years you have been doing Docker, uh, what is the one takeaway from your experience? I think my biggest takeaway is don't limit yourself to what you think it's able to do. Uh, dive into the documents. Sort of the, the beauty of Docker is the ability to, to try things, to explore, to, to push the limits on what is known and what is already in use. So um, you can't really hurt anything with it. Like you, you can toss your whole code base in there and do all mm -hmm. kinds of crazy stuff to it. And you're never actually, you know, you don't have to spin up a, a server on Amazon or, or, or Google or anywhere else to actually try this stuff out. You can just play with it. And if you wanted to try switching your PHP versions to a different version so you can see if your application is going to be compatible, you can just flip it out in, in, in the, the PHP version and, and keep going. Uh, so the, the, it's just the possibilities that it sets before you are, are really its, oh. its best feature, I think. And for intermediate to advanced Docker users, what would be one key advice for them? Um, be really mindful of your image sizes. It's very easy to start, you know, as you're pulling things together, creating images that end up being phenomenally large because you're not quite paying attention to the minute details. Mm -hmm. So when you start really paying attention to those details, you can just exponentially increase the performance of your applications just by improving those images. Your second talk would be how to analyze your code base with Exacord using Docker. Again, if you could uh, tell us about it and does it involve the paid Exacord plan or is the community version enough for this talk? So this one is going to be using the free community version, again, using their official Docker version uh, image for the program. So we'll mm -hmm. show everybody how to use that official Docker version to load their code base, analyze their code base, and start um, you know, leveraging that knowledge because it, there's so much information that Exacot uh, provides to each of us. Why Exacot? Why not uh, another alternative? Yeah, well, uh, a couple of years ago, so it's 2019, I went to Sunshine PHP and uh, was able to sit through a tutorial that Damien put together for everybody um, exploring oh. what it was, because I, I had never heard of it. I'd never even heard of static analysis before. It just wasn't in my ballpark mm -hmm. at all. And I was fascinated by the, the product and what he was able to do. Uh, so I really just started playing with it and, and seeing how I could use it myself. Um, which led to a blog post that is, in fact, like the, the core of this talk, um, because it is really straightforward to use. It's an incredibly powerful tool, and it really appeals to my OCD, like having my code base nice and tidy and clean and all consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Really, It just makes my soul happy. Nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So you seem very passionate about Docker and PHP. I can see your passion and uh, in everything you do. Uh, is there a magical story behind or was it just a simple logical choice? Um, mostly it's just been a series of logical choices. You know, we look um, trying to solve problems, you know, we're starting with one thing. Like when I first started working and writing websites, um, it was just plain, like 
PHP was 3.0. Most people weren't even doing that yet. You you had had just plain HTML. And so then it was, well, okay, learn C to do this other stuff. And you can use um, Dreamweaver and, you know, uh, put these these dynamic pages together. And so then it was PHP becomes, this solves the problem better. It's faster. And then it just keeps getting better over the Mm -hmm. years and keeps solving the problem. And every time I look at a different language, it never solves the problem better than the one we're already using. So there's no Uh reason to switch over. And then sort of the same thing when we started incorporating Docker, it was, you know, we have this this massive server that we've been running for years that anytime you need to make an update to the core, do any kind of security fix, you you have to take all of the servers down and you have to worry about this piece. And, oh, what about the fact that this one now is not compatible with this Nginx version? Or you wanted to add Redis, but it's not really Mm -hmm. on our server. So can we put Redis into this stack? And it just solves all of those problems so elegantly that it became the solution. And then we've looked at switching to, say, Kubernetes or something else. But again, every time we look at it, it's it's the complexity it adds versus the solution, the, the problem we're trying to solve. And is it worth that trade-off? And so far, the answer has been no. Like Docker still remains the right solution for our problems. Now it's time for you to be a game changer with the Ring Central Developers Game Changer Program. Grow your skills, help others in the community, and get rewarded with awesome prizes like Ring Central swag, conference tickets, software, iPads, computers, and so much more. Don't just be a developer, be a game changer and join the program today. For more information, visit developers.ringcentral.com. Okay, now I want to talk a bit about your job and the company you're working in. Uh, You're currently Senior Web Application Architect at Envisage International, right? Yes, that's correct. So what's the role of a web application architect and what problems are you solving uh, there? Sure. So um, really um, what I do at Envisage is to uh, work with the team to determine the best ways to build our app, our web applications, you know, choose the proper framework and the underlying systems to make sure that everything is best optimized for what we're trying to build and making sure that the code base is, is logical and meets those needs. Um, and, I, and I do a lot of the actual development as well. So it's not just kind of putting the pieces together. It's, it's really getting hands in and, and getting it done. Um, and really the, the problems that we're trying to solve is, you know, the, the, the problems of the company. So we're not a, a a development team that works for multiple different outsourced uh, companies. We are an okay. in-house team working to solve the needs of the company that we're working for. So it's it's always rapidly evolving and exciting. <laughs> cool. Um, in 2020, I saw you were involved in the Envisage International team, uh, which took part uh, in the uh, School the World. This initiative really touched me like this program is focused on helping children in the poor countries. If you could tell me a bit about how it went, how did it feel being part of being there helping those children and what it meant for you? Oh, gladly. Um, So School the World, this was actually my second time going. The first time I went was in 2018. It was the first time our company had been involved with this initiative. Um, And so uh, I was able to go again in 2020 as sort of a mentor role for the, the new people that were okay. coming as well, um, mm-hmm. which was just amazing. 
the what uh, School of the World does is uh, help to build schools. So they, they build schools in these small communities where otherwise the children would have to walk for hours to have the chance to even go to school. They work with the local community so that it's all community built resources and the, the community is invested in, in making this education possible because they believe that if you can educate people, then, then they have a, a better chance of success in life. Um, and so we would go down there and we spent about a week in Guatemala. Um, both times I was in Santa Cruz del Quiche. Um, they also have programs in uh, Honduras now, I believe. So it's, it's all Central America. And um, work with the local local people of the community to actually build the school buildings. So we're, you know, we're painting wow. the buildings. They, they, they mostly have the concrete block work all done and that kind of stuff. But then we can make the playground and other, you know, we're, we're digging the trenches for the cement footers for the fences. Like it's, it's really hands on and you get in there and you get to meet all of the kids. So you spend some time every day interacting with the children who are there learning and, you know, you, the first time I saw these kids coming to class and they're literally got their desks up on their shoulders because they keep them all locked in this one building overnight. And then they bring them all up and then they, they make a little circle on the grass. And that's like, they have like a, you know, just like a sheet of metal and some, some rough wood walls, but that's, Ooh. it's very, very rough. Ooh. And they, they, they carry their desks okay. up these big Hills just so that they can go and learn, but they're so passionate wow. about learning and they want to learn. Um, and it's, it's just amazing. And the, the parents are so proud of the children that the children are learning and they're so it, encouraging of yeah, it. Sure. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful program. Is it uh, restricted to companies or if anyone wants to take part in those initiatives? Yeah, no, it is definitely not restricted. They actually, um, their service team, we were their first corporate service trip. Most okay. of their trips are actually um, for school-aged uh, high school kids that mm -hmm. can go and do um, but they have all kinds of programs. So it's schooltheworld.org. Um, they can give you all kinds of information okay. about the, the trips that are available. But yes, there's so many ways to get involved for everybody. Nice. Uh, did you encounter any challenges? Or Well, there's physical challenges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the strongest person to be trying to take <laughs> a pickaxe. And like the, the dirt of that, the, they, so basically in Santa Cruz del Quiche, the communities, they live on the sides of these tall mountains that are part of the volcanic region. Oh. And the, the ground is almost volcanic rock. And it's, it's very, very hard. But these guys are out there. They farm, tiered farming on the sides of these mountains Ooh. that are so hard. And, and just watching these guys, they, they're with their hose and their pickaxe and they're got rows of corn like nothing. And I, you swing that pickaxe and you're like, I, I got like a centimeter deep in the ground. And that was all I can manage. <laughs> so it's, it's physically challenging. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it was, it's very emotionally rewarding to, to just talk to them. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're exhausted every single day and by the end of the week, but at the same time, you're just uplifted because it's just so perfect. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's, it's very impressive. I, I really appreciate the effort and uh, what the humble things that you do. It's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. Uh, one memorable moment uh, with the children. Okay, so at the end of the week, they have an official opening for the school yeah. and um, the children with their teachers actually do a performance for everybody. Okay. And they, okay. they dress in their full cultural garb and they show mm. you the traditional dances of the culture. Um, and each of the kids um, brought us um, like cards that they had handmade for each of the person. And so we okay. had, these gifts from the children. I was trying to see if I have one right here. Um, I, I do in the dress, but it's behind the screen, so I won't move it. Okay. But it's just, no um, yeah. 
the looks on their faces and the looks on the faces of the grandparents watching, you know, you get these, mm. these, these, yeah, indeed. these grandmothers who are sitting there and they're so stern and counting. They won't smile because you can't let somebody see you smile, but you can see how meaningful it is when they're watching their children and seeing them make these accomplishments and knowing what their future has in store from them. Just, just watching their faces was absolutely it's- it. It's like full of hope, right? Their children is going to to get good education, proper education, and it's I, I can imagine it's 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 an emotional moment. Yes, very much so. Wow, I am going to go back a bit into the past. Like uh, you used to be using Yi framework, are you still using? Uh, we are still. Frame- okay, cool. So version three point zero will be out. Uh, I don't know when, but it's like forty nine percent complete. What's your What's your take on Yi version three? Are um, you or Do I, you still believe believe in, in in this framework? I do. I really do. I I again, um, you know, when I first ended up on Yi framework, I had looked at all of the frameworks that were out there, and this was back when it was one point oh eight, I think one point oh eight, yeah. Um, and so, I was comparing it with Symphony and Laravel and all the options that were out there. And for what we were trying to accomplish at the time, it was the simplest solution. It was the smallest mm-hmm. amount of lift to take what we had, convert it to the framework and start moving forward quickly. So that became the, the right solution for us. Um, and then I kind of stuck with it. And then, um, you know, as the, the language continued to evolve, you know, obviously at that point, we've got a significant investment of code base already in the framework. And when 2.0 came out, you know, looking at the conversion path between 1.0 and the 2.0 branch still made sense. We still did the job of looking around. We looked at Ruby. We looked at all of the other frameworks in PHP and was like, you know, this is still the right solution for us. Made the change over. Um, still, I feel like, you know, Yi 2.0 has the same sort of learning curve as 1.0. It's it's pretty straightforward. You can pick okay. it all up. Okay. You can run with it. Um, for Yi 3.0, the learning curve is definitely much steeper. It moves into a way that feels more like Laravel and Symphony, sort of. It's oh, just, okay. it's, it's, it's much more complex overhead. But part of that, I think, is because it's not finished yet. So I'm, I'm looking at stuff and I'm mm-hmm. trying to build applications with things that, as you said, it's only about 40% done. So the, there's extensive <laughs> documentation, yeah. but it's not necessarily everything it, it is going to be. So I think it's going to be very powerful. And I like the fact that they've broken it out into sub packages so that you only yeah. need to include as much of the framework as you oh, need to solve nice. your problem. Yeah. That yeah. appeals to me a lot. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So enough of programming. Now I want to, to see uh, when you are not using your brain power, how do you spend your free time? Do you have any creative side in you? Uh, tell us your I, secret. <laughs> I do. I do. So I actually sing. So oh, wow. um, I am part of the uh, praise band at the church. So I okay. we're practicing, you know, weekly and, and Sunday mornings we're out there. So um, I I sing. Uh, we usually do a big Christmas concert down in Jacksonville that I usually participate in. We haven't been able to do it this last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, but that that has always been a nice a nice thing to be a part of. Um, but yeah, it's it's music, music all over the place as much as I can. <laughs> Nice. Uh, do you do you see some kind of like uh, the music is helping you in your programming life, in your work life? Do you see some kind of uh, translation? I, I do. I the think mindset? there's there's a creative element that is involved yeah. with music and singing. With all musicians have, 
And it's amazing to me the number of developers I've met who are also musicians, that it's just that creative um, synergy that happens, you know, when you're, when you're putting the pieces together and sort of the same kind of problem solving and the same sort of mental exercises you take when you're, you know, putting a, a piece of music together and trying to solve this really elegant code. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think there's definitely some connections there. Okay, now we are on the rapid fire round. So the first one is PHP all day or Docker all day? Oh, PHP. Okay. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Uh, Mac or Windows? Mac, 100%. Okay. Music or drawing? Oh, music. Okay. One person in the PHP community that you really admire? That is a really, really hard one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Adam Culp. Okay. Because he is the one who got me to invest or engage with the community as a whole. Because okay. I've been doing PHP for 20 odd years, but until we started getting into Sunshine PHP, I was not a part of the community. One PHP-based project that you really appreciate? Um. Well, I mean, Yee Framework, I have to very much appreciate that because if it wasn't for that, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Okay. Okay. If it is not Yee. Um, if it is not Yee, then it is probably a PHP unit. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, that's it, uh, Dana. It's, uh, it was really nice talking to you. And Likewise. thank you for all you do on behalf of the community and uh, keep spreading the, the uh, knowledge about Docker and PHP. I'm sure everyone is very lucky to learn from you. I wish I was there. <laughs> so maybe hopefully one day I can attend. So, all right, uh, dear audience, thank you for joining us for this uh, episode of Voices of the Elephant. If you enjoy this show and what we are doing, please help us share this uh, episode. Talk about us, give us likes. And, and if you think that we can improve and do much better, please do reach out and tell us what we can improve so that we can make it a pleasant and valuable podcast for everyone. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is, of course, spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.